Before we begin, we want to say that the discussions that take place on these podcasts are our own and do not reflect the LAPD, LAFD, or any other outside organization. Some of the topics that we talk about in this podcast may be triggering to some of our listeners, so if you feel like you need any extra support, we will be linking different resources in our website and social medias. Thank you for listening, and now with the show. Hello, you're listening to 911 Super Fan versus Pure as Snow. And one of these days, I promise to get this title correct. It's our third episode. You should have already gotten this correct. <laughs> we'll figure it out. Anyway, I'm Catherine, Cat, uh, Kit Cat, or Snow White, whichever one you prefer. Hi, I'm Meg or Buck. I know Cat hates that, but I am Buck, so deal with it. <laughs> yeah. Except now, if I ever call you, Buck, I just realized you might not know if I'm calling you or talking about the show. That's fine. <laughs> okay. All right. And today we're talking about episode three, Next of Kin. It was directed by Barbara Brown. It was written by John J. Gray. It aired January 17th, 2018, and it has an IMDb rating of 8.2 out of 10, which is way too high, but we will talk about it. Okay. Talk about it. <laughs> Yeah, so apparently I was told before this podcast that the amount of grapes that we're going for is pretty non-existent. (laughs) I'm kind of flexible. I have a few numbers in mind, and I'm just waiting to see if you'll convince me to change my grape count. Watch the end of it. I'll give it one grape. (laughs) We'll talk about it. Yeah, I can see that happening. (laughs) All right, our summary. Michael and Athena struggle to process May's actions and the implication of the situation on their family. Chimney's love life leads to recklessness and a life-threatening situation. A call leads the entire team to reconsider who and what is important to them. Let's start from the beginning. All right. The bouncy house. Yeah, so I felt that was a little too, I've seen that before. Oh. Yeah, like, you know, there's a parent who's trying to make up with their kid for some reason, you know, and so they're overcompensating by doing that. I I don't know what shows, but I feel like it could be like FBI, House, Chicago Fire, so many, like, it's all over the place. But I guess what made it interesting wasn't the emergency itself, but it was Chimney, actually that I, I was actually intrigued with. Okay. Sounded like a little kid being left out of the fun. Yeah. Cause I'm just like, he's like, pick me. Yeah. <laughs> and he's like, no. <laughs> yeah. Um, I don't know. There was just something about that. That was just like, no matter how old you get, you will probably still be in a situation. You just want to be a part of it. So I'm like, mm-hmm. I guess that's that's a good sign that you know adulting doesn't really consist of adulting you could still be a kid at that age (laughs) yeah that's true I like bouncy houses I've been in bouncy houses when I've been a little too old to be in a bouncy house (laughs) too many coincidences at once it was kind of a cool shot 
Yeah, like a cool, I know that they like did the shaking camera on like phone camera. Mm-hmm. And I thought that that was really well edited. You could like, see the bouncy house fly away. It yeah. felt really Mary Poppinsy, but then it was like on a shaky phone camera. So it felt more realistic in yeah. air quotes. So I, I, I appreciated that sense of realism. I think that's the thing with this episode in particular. What? How realistic everything looked. Oh, yeah. I know last time we gave them a lot of flack for their, um, for the, the, the roller coaster and the guy just like yeah. jumping, shooting out. But this episode, I was, I was shaky. I was like, whoa, that's a little too real. I don't know. <laughs> no, yeah. Then I was like, I don't know which one I prefer. <laughs> so that was my thing with the bouncy house. Okay. I was good. Chimney had, I, when it started, I was like, this is going to be a chimney episode. So I was kind of, I was excited about it. I was like, this will be good. This will be interesting to see. But also it was weird because in my mind, Chimney's a scaredy cat, but Chimney's yeah. like, I want to do everything. And I was like, but that is a weird transition from, I think the first two episodes. So I'm kind of oh. interested to see where he's going to go from there. Definitely. I mean, I think it's, it's interesting though that you see him like always want someone to do things for him versus him finally willing to step up. Yeah. And so, yeah, I mean, it is kind of what you just said, but also it was interesting to think about how, you know, in just three episodes, someone is already willing to change, Mm -hmm. you know, and to grow. So I'm like, that's, that's pretty cool. It was also in the first scene, actually, that I could really tell the writer was different. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, it was a lot more far apart, stretched out, the yeah. stories, versus the other ones were a lot more cut in Yeah, it was like smaller bits. Yeah. Yeah. And it was another one of those. You don't get to hear the full story because now I'm kind of curious about his ex-wife. And it's uh-huh. just like, by the way, he has an ex-wife and a son. It was like amazing to me how much you could build one family in yeah. like a minute of dialogue, which I think is a good thing, a good point for this show that I'm really intrigued by. Okay, that's cool. But we never um, hear anything else about it. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, okay, I, I don't have much to say about the first emergency so can you move on to the second one yeah all right may overdosing so we got some closure ish on how things were playing out i feel like there's going to be a lot more to be played out so i don't want to talk too much on it till we get the full story because we don't know well you don't know i don't know that's (laughs) true okay sorry i don't know (laughs) anything about may the girl mm-hmm. who's bullying her yeah and her thought process because she was upset when michael told them yeah but there were other factors in her life that were stressing her out too yeah and so. i think that's just i feel like when you think of someone who's as strong as athena you know she kind of amidst this like you have to always be strong don't talk about your feelings I've never gotten that from her really um that's that's kind of what I've already like picked up from like the first couple episodes I feel that she has that on her own person okay but I think she encourages her kids to not do that she's always been very 
willing to let her kids talk to her and wanting her kids to talk to her is the sense that I got mm. now in practice she hasn't been showcasing that if that makes sense yeah but she openly like wants her kids to talk to her she'll tell them like hey talk to me you know yeah which doesn't necessarily always happen so it's an interesting dichotomy and I, I agree with you that she has that personality but I don't think she expects that from a kid Maybe she doesn't expect, but I guess, you know, kids kind of just pick up on what happens in the home, you know? So if you're like, even though you're like, hey, we can talk, but you yourself aren't really open to sharing what's on your mind, mm -hmm. you know, then they'll still pick up that it's not safe to like talk about it. Yeah. And with Michael, everything that's going through with Michael, it's really especially hard to throw something like this down. Oh, yeah. When she knows because she isn't even like telling anyone really mm -hmm. what's happening with Michael you know and so I think that was probably the biggest factor in this entire scene with May is that like you know she was so focused on what's happening at the present moment but there's like other parts that are happening I guess like I don't know much about surgery but I feel like they have kind of used that this like analogy is like you know you might have like figured out where the main bleed is but there's still something else happening mm. so that if you don't pay attention to it or take care of it it's still an issue yeah I can see that I see that it'll play out a lot more later on yeah. I think the writers actually have gotten very good at getting in the mind of a young teenage girl oh yeah like her story is not new to me because I've experienced this you know being bullied as a young child you know oh. shared trauma so <laughs> I understood May's feelings and when they portrayed it this way it made sense to me her yeah. her motivations made sense to me or I'll say this also about the entire episode mm -hmm. everyone's motivation made sense to me like was clear-cut I could understand what they were going through. Yeah. So, but May knows her mind. She's like understands it or not understands it. She's a teenager, but for the most part of this episode, she knew what she wanted. She understood it. Yes. And that sense of understanding was really throughout this entire episode, very structured. And I appreciated that. So I will say that good thing about this episode. Okay, well, I'm glad there's a good thing. I also didn't know CPS gets involved when a child attempts suicide oh, i cannot speak today attempts suicide which makes it makes sense it makes sense um especially like your, your parents can't talk to you that's a heartbreaking thing right but like okay so there was a line that stood out to me right um now you listen to me you're strong you're courageous you're a champion and you are made grant i just liked how despite everything Athena still saw the best in May, which but I, I mean, agree with May. <laughs> yeah, no, no, I mean, being bullied is the absolute worst. Like, mm -hmm. I remember elementary school, middle school, and probably even high school, just like because I was so different from everybody. People were always just giving me, you know, flack for it. And so it was just really hard to, like, at that age, be like, no matter what your story is, it's it's your story and it's something to be proud of. But you don't really learn that initially because, you know, everyone's just telling you that you're like, it's bad to be a black sheep. I think it's hard because being socially isolated from your peers is not 
the best feeling in the world. Yes. It's hard to go somewhere and feel comfortable in your own skin. Also, the thing with isolation is some it's you find it really hard to meet other people. Mm-hmm. So that was something. Well, in elementary school, I was isolated. It was not great. It's horrible. Yeah, it was like your clo- one of your closest friends suddenly decides you're not cool enough and then they turn the entire world against you it's hard so I understood that and then when her parents were like you're brilliant you're beautiful you're wonderful I was actually more along with May like they're your parents and they love you it's obvious yeah like they're supposed to be helpful and you know lift you up but they don't get it at least that specific moment because everyone at that point has already brought you down you know like they're still trying to bring you down so even if you know it's true you're already in that mindset of like you're already doubting yourself you know like you could be the greatest human being on the planet but because you've just been hearing that nonstop, you're like what if they're right yeah it's hard for your parents to validate you when they don't understand what's happening in your situation yes so I was more with May. I think that's a really hard line to draw. How do you support someone who you can't help in that way? Like you can't, you can't go to school and fix her problems for her. She, you can't, you, that's weird. A yeah. 40 year old grown woman walking into an elementary school and beating up a kid. It's not, <laughs> not a it's good not look. productive. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. it's, it makes for interesting drama and I'm, curious to see how that'll go forward yes also by the way when Michael showed up I was like where's the boyfriend I was prepared for it I was yeah I I just knew it was going to happen I give props to Athena that despite everything she was willing to like you know say let's go home together Mm -hmm. you know because I'm like it really takes a strong person to be like hey it's fine like I hate you but I don't hate you right now I really liked her line with I might want to slap you with my left hand but my yeah. right hand wants us to keep us to hold on tight to this family and I thought that that was a very good metaphor I really liked it except before yeah. that there was this really like long corridor scene I don't know if you it was like yeah, Athena walking down a corridor yeah yeah and it pans over to May's room I hate that shot I just why I don't know I think it was a long shot I think it was and by long I don't mean like distant I mean like it, yeah, the timing I, was way yeah. too long yeah I mean so, they could have definitely cut down on her walking there was a lot of scenes I think this episode might have been short that's probably why because there were a lot of montages a lot of long scenes mm-hmm. that felt overly long yeah okay but the one with Athena really bugged. I just don't like that. Jo- I don't know what it is. I feel like it's maybe it's because it's it feels very high school musical to me. Ah, oh, yeah. in high school musical three, Gabrielle Montez when she's like singing. Oh, that. No, yeah. Oh, there was so many. There's that one. The one I was thinking of was Scream in the third oh. movie when like the rotating and he's just walking down like dark hallways and like yeah. singing about screaming or something. I think that's what yeah. the song's called. Oh, you hate that song? That was one of my. I don't hate that song. I just, the, the entire, the entire sequence of it looked really cool, but it felt too music video for me to be in a movie. Uh, I know it was a musical, yeah. but maybe I just I want my it. musicals to be less dramatic. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, not what we're talking about. Totally <laughs> off topic. <laughs> to Chimney. Yes. 
and oh, his car God. crash. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Before we get to the car crash, we I feel like we need to talk about how he was trying to make dinner. And I just found it interesting that like, you know, back to the first part, right? We were saying that he's like, he always wants to be involved. He always wants to like get the recognition. So here he is again with dinner and he's just plating it really nice, but it's just like, he just warmed it up. The Uh, plating was too nice. Can I just say? He like dumps things on a plate and then all of a sudden two magical plates of perfectly plated food show up. He didn't (laughs) touch those plates. Nothing happened. Anyway, that was a big... (laughs) he's like he's like harry potter (laughs) yeah he's like don't come in here while i'm cooking takes him three minutes to cook he's like it makes me nervous you think she doesn't know you're not cooking you literally having like like, a stupid conversation food's on the table uh she would know i'm like that's not the sound of a timer especially if it looks like you guys have been living together or are they living together I don't know, but it's like they've been like together for quite a while. I also don't know. That's the other thing. I don't know how long they've been together. I think we're just supposed to assume that it's been a very long time. Honestly, I mean, I don't like Tatiana's. But when she came out and she's like, I don't want to marry you. And she was very honest with her. Yeah. I appreciated that. Oh, yeah. Like, I was kind of expecting her to go along with it, you know, at least for a little bit you know just to like string him along a little you know Mm, and then slap him with the you know what I don't want to marry you yeah he's just like trying to you know kind of get all the street cred for everything that he's not capable of doing yeah but that entire kitchen scene too was very big on like he literally lied his way through that entire dinner and then he wants to marry this girl yeah it's like I was kind of like chimney you big dumb butt like no that's not what you're no sir that's not what you do I actually really started to like talk to you on <laughs> also for all the ladies and gentlemen who are listening to this talk to your partner before proposing yes I feel like that there should, should be, a be conversation a at some point thing yeah you should have similar views of the future you should know yeah so you don't and don't propose on a jumbotron just don't do it I mean <laughs> be more like chimney don't like but, nice dinner at home that's a good time to propose it was very nice but yeah. you know you but should I, ask first but I mean if you're gonna like do that like either I hope your partner knows that you one didn't cook it and that you really like went out and bought it like you're just being who you are you know or just like go somewhere simple like they will appreciate anything if they like truly care and love you (laughs) I agree you don't have to be anyone you're not I feel like that's like the main takeaway from Chimney's story is just be yourself because like they will love you well we hope so I think Chimney needs to find a nice girl but also he's gotta like don't propose to the first girl who's nice to you she's gotta know who you are inside and out yeah like if he if she's falling in love with you because you're doing these like amazing feats she can't comprehend and you don't actually do no one day she's gonna bring a snake home and be like look I got a snake he told her he killed the snake he she would he would probably she and then he runs away no yeah he's gonna like jump out the window <laughs> yeah that's not someone you should you should think yeah. about marrying you should wait 
I mean, I like her. I like her honesty. I appreciate her honesty. And if, well, we'll talk about her and Bobby's conversation later. Yeah, that's but like <laughs> but if, for that moment, I was like, if she wanted to keep going on the show, we were going to keep her on the show. I was not against it. Yeah. No, she was like, I like her, but I feel like it wouldn't be as Chimney's girlfriend. Yeah. She'd have to but, do something else. She couldn't be yeah. Chimney's girlfriend. After after all that happened, she couldn't be Chimney's yeah. girlfriend. But okay. there, there are only four characters in the firehouse. So back to Chimney, except his car accident on the Yeah, bed. yeah. But you're totally missing the buck and hen scene. Which one? Uh, when they were playing a video oh, game. Oh, on the video. Oh my gosh. I didn't even write that down. <laughs> hen, buck, and Bobby. Yeah, well, so I yeah, I found it funny that like they were treating that video game like it was an actual emergency. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, and he like and Buck was like, Yeah, no, it's fine. We have Obamacare. <laughs> that was great. I'm just like, so first of all, we're totally dating this like episode mm-hmm. by mm-hmm. the use of Obamacare. Um, but I, I just found it cool that, you know, they're they're so close with each other that they'll do stupid things with each other, including video games. Yeah, I really appreciated that. I do like that entire scene in the firehouse because this episode is about family. Yes. Uh, especially about found family. I think that was kind chosen of- Chosen family. Yeah, chosen family, found family, people you choose to yeah. care about. And I thought that, especially even at the beginning with oh, the yeah. stepmom and the stepson mm-hmm. where she like- isn't the evil stepmom stereotype yeah so i really like that oh definitely back to the scene <laughs> none of Our- them were wrong neither of them was wrong yeah i mean i think chimney is stupid yeah but i i appreciated that like bobby was honest yeah you know like and he was like look she's good but not with you like you deserve better yeah and i'm just like that sounds like really good friends of mine you included like you deserve better (laughs) what are you doing (laughs) exactly yes i've railed against quite a few of meg's conquests oh let's not talk about that (laughs) (laughs) cut that out out. (laughs) moving on but i yeah i think it was really good sign of friendship and a, a really good sign of care yeah just like the honesty in general you know and especially like when chimney was asking him about Bobby's personal life you know you kind of see how traumatic whatever he went through you know Mm -hmm. and I guess that's just like trauma in general like you know people may think you're okay but you just want to like keep it together because you don't know how people will react when you say it yeah it makes me curious about Bobby yes it's a it's a nice easter egg kind of dropping yeah. That's the entire episode. To be honest, that's the yeah. best way to put this entire episode. They just leave you little clues. Yeah. What are you no. calling this? The Easter bunny? Dropping Easter eggs? <laughs> Easter eggs. <laughs> yes. He's leaving little shits of jelly beans all around. That's yeah. what it is. <laughs> yeah. But we're getting close to Easter. Not a bad reference. <laughs> <laughs> that was nice. Um, and I guess like the whole thing where Chimney is like getting really offended that he doesn't get to use the wench, right? Like and he only gets to use the wench. Oh, that he only gets to use the wench. Sorry. Um, I just, I guess he kind of forgets that like, despite having a close relationship with Bobby, you know, Bobby is still his captain, you know, mm-hmm. and he still calls the shots, you know? And I think that's why they say you can't get too close 
because one day you're going to overstep or they're going to overstep and you're going to have like really complicated boundaries. Yeah. It was an interesting dynamic. And I think it's very obvious Bobby's the dad of the group and he really does care about these people, but he also tries to keep the balance. Like he didn't really push into Chim's lot until uh, Chimmy really like gave it to him was like, tell me what you want. Tell me what you think. I want an honest answer, but he really didn't want to do that. I thought that was good on Bobby, but also everything that Chimney said about Bobby so true. And I'm very curious now. He, ha- I forgot he has a wife, a kid, or a kid, more kids. I don't know how many. We well, don't. I don't know there anything. Was plates. What? Are you going to spoil something? I think I just did. I said- <gasps> <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> That still doesn't tell you anything. I'm so glad I caught myself before I really said something. But yeah, I totally just spoiled something. <laughs> I didn't even hear what you were going to say. But since I edit the podcast, that means yes. I'm so going to hear what you just said. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm so sad right Spoiler now. Spoiler counts. Spoiler <laughs> counts. Also, May's alive. That was a spoiler. <laughs> oh, but yeah, sorry. I watched... At least two spoilers so far, ladies and gentlemen. You heard it here first. <laughs> tisk, tisk. Oh, yeah, oh, I, yeah, I knew I was going to slip up at some point. <laughs> <laughs> you slipped up the first episode. I know, but I didn't think I was going to slip up with this episode. I was I was doing really good. And then it just like came because you, you said something about kids. And I'm just like, he has he, it's mentioned that he had a family. Yeah. And that his wife left him, I think. That's what they said at the beginning. But Maybe don't corroborate you, just in case. <laughs> I, I almost told you the amount of people in his family. Oh, okay. So I almost spoiled that. Oh. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I just know wife. I guess now because Chimmy said kids, kids. But I don't know how many. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, we don't know Me any parents. We I don't almost know. told you, like I like the next word was about to be the amount. Oh, <laughs> I'm guessing. I'm wondering if one of his kids then passed away. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna say anything. All right, but- this will be my hypothesis. I'm assuming just based on everything you've just said. But I already had this like sinking suspicion there was something else going on. Yeah, that probably pushed him over the edge. So I'm not. That wouldn't. That doesn't surprise me as much. So. Yeah. But yeah, spoilers. <laughs> On to the car accident. Yeah. But, okay, so I was trying to tell you this before we started the podcast today. So, you know, you get, like, notifications about, like, you know, your apps or whatever. And so I follow this YouTuber, Broadus, and today's vlog was him getting into a car accident. Today, March 21st. Oh. Yeah. So... Basically, that happened on today's vlog, and then I didn't know if I wanted to talk about this, but I was also in a pretty bad car accident last year with my two cousins, so this episode kind of hit a little bit, no pun intended, Um, but it was very, I don't know, it was weird kind of seeing it from the rescuer's point of view versus Mm. being in the situation. Because there's a sense of like helplessness, you know, and total shock when you're going through it. So to be able to see, um, you know, how his friends were viewing it, 
you know, was like kind of giving me an image of what that might have been like for, mm-hmm. you know, family members who like saw the car, but I'm totally fine. It was shocking. I knew the minute they put in the shot what was going to happen. Oh, yeah. Of when he was behind the car. Yes. With the poles. I knew, I actually knew it was going to stick right in his. I knew it was going to happen because the story, this is a story of Phineas Gage. Mm, Yeah. Do you, yeah, the railroad spike. Yeah, I remember that. Yeah, that's a psychology thing. Yeah. So, uh, or at least I knew of Phineas Gage. It's not necessarily his story. But anyway, that's the first story I thought of when I saw the polls. So that was that. That makes sense. I mean, but the thing that really ticked me off about that whole thing was why was that truck following him? Like he would move and then the truck would move. And then even right up until the point he got hit by the same truck, I was just like, what is the truck's deal with Chimney? Yeah, that was really strange. I didn't get it i mean i knew that he was trying to move around maneuver around the truck yeah Um, and they had some weird the scenes were a little too inconsistent for me to kind of catch it because in one scene it was just like his car and the truck and then in the next scene you see like six other cars yeah it implies that the freeway is really crowded Mm -hmm. so i'm wondering if it was just like it was supposed to be he was trying to get around the truck on a crowded freeway but it was weird the way the shots were put was kind of disorienting at least in my mind on yeah. if he if the truck was forcing him or if it was like other cars were passing him so he couldn't get around the truck yeah it was so one of those it was it, weird it was a weird collection of shots but i i mean <laughs> living in la i get it i have been known to weave around some cars sometimes <laughs> that I mean, I mean that freeway sucks it does yeah. it really does yeah if you've been on the 110 405 any of them yeah like especially mornings or evenings like mornings like six to nine I would say is Mm -hmm. pretty bad traffic in the morning and then like four to like eight p.m depends on what days because on Fridays rush hour starts at 2 p.m yeah no I I know it's pretty bad um even the weekends are terrible too so total sidebar but I have seen like crashes on the internet in LA places I've driven where people just don't put on their like headlights or whatever when they have like car problems and then you just see like 30 cars hit this person that might be exaggeration but still like that's too many no LA is I've seen on I've seen street races on freeways here which it's so crowded why would you street race first of all I've seen cars on fire here multiple times I've got stopped I once was in traffic for four hours because there was an oil tanker that covered all five lanes of the freeway and they had to divert us into two lanes. Yeah. That was not a good day because I was late to class. I showed up for the last 20 minutes of a three hour class. That's literally how long it took me. I was so upset. Yeah. The freeways here are nuts. And with that, we're going to take a short break, but we'll be right back.
fuck back. You're listening to 911. <laughs> Super fan versus piece of shit. Keep that in there. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so basically, I like that when Chimney called 911, they couldn't understand what was happening. And so he had to call someone else in order to get it to. He didn't call someone else. Or like, I don't know, but somehow it just like got to Bobby instead. Yeah, because the other fire department chief called him. Yeah, well, I thought that was cool that, you know, it's like that whole brotherhood thing. Mm. You know, that they're like, even if it's something like this, you know, they're still willing to watch out for people. I actually didn't like that. You didn't like that? I No, I don't think you should be allowed to treat people that you have an emotional connection to. I mean, it's Bobby. I feel like Bobby would be able to be fine. Yeah. But Buck and Hen were really yeah. shaken up by it. And I don't think that should, I I, I honestly don't think it's allowed. I'm not it's sure. Not. That. It's... Yeah. So I was kind of, I was yeah. kind of curious why that happened, but I also understand that story-wise it's a tv show they gotta show them so yeah Yeah. that scene also with the thing sticking out of his head yeah i'm usually pretty okay but i don't know what it was that grossed me out so i know i can never wish for i don't wish for a human unicorn i don't no i will freak out i can't do it sorry friends (laughs) yeah i mean it was very like shocking and you know like even, you know, even when, um, after, like, Chimney told Bobby to show him what was happening, right, and then Bobby was, like, riding with him, I guess, or was in the car with him going to the hospital, you know, he was asking, like, Chimney asked Buck, like, oh, is this gonna buff out, you know, like, I absolutely love that even in, like, that situation, he's still willing to make a joke, Mm -hmm. because I know from experience, I was nowhere near, willing to make a joke mm-hmm. like that was the most traumatizing moment of my life so to kind of have someone have that sense of humor you know is like a testament to who he is as a human you know and I'm just yeah. like we really need to work on like having a good sense of humor even when things are going sideways yeah uh I did find a funny Kenneth Choi moment he almost said holy shit <laughs> he censored himself he said holy because you saw his mouth move in a sh- so, yeah and then he said crap and i thought that was pretty funny anyway yeah. no hey it was funny i i i enjoyed it i went back and i watched that scene like three times just to make sure <laughs> i was not i was not like <laughs> i was not i was not seeing something else yeah but i thought it was really funny especially no. as someone who can't control themselves <laughs> and center themselves okay okay so abby yes um, i have no thoughts okay okay i will i will take lead on this i guess oh i will say one thing hmm. her brother is played by the guy who plays tom scavo in desperate housewives and oh. i completely missed it the first time because <laughs> i i or i missed a lot of the scene the first time well i understand it was a birthday party and her mom was it was and I, it was it was a very accurate portrayal and sometimes you just forget so that was that but also I just kept staring at the brother and being like I recognize him I recognize him I recognize him I got it so <laughs> anyway that was my big distraction um, 
what is it i don't even know his name his name is doug savant yeah anyway it's so crazy that like one moment you could be there all in and then you're just not there anymore yeah it's hard yeah that's all i can really say about it really hard to see even just like even from a distance you're just like i just want to help you yeah It was a very good thing for Abby and her brother to have that conversation because it's a hard topic whether or not to put um, your parent in a home. Right. How much care can you really um, provide a family member? And I think that there's a lot of conversations that go with that. Obviously, this is a TV show. They are kind of short and there are some things, but I could see the thing with both sides. The line that I really liked also was um, when he calls her a saint. Yes. And she says, you don't hear me complaining. She says, saints don't Don't complain, complain. they suffer. Yeah. And I thought that that was a very interesting choice of words, right? Way to put it. Yeah. And I found it really interesting too, when Abby's kind of, it's the later part when she calls Buck, is it okay to say it? Is it okay if I skip a little bit? When she, um, when she asks, oh my gosh, I forgot her name, but I really loved her so much last week. What is her name? Carla. Carla. Yes. (laughs) I feel so bad. <laughs> um, but when she kind of was like asking Carla, it feels kind of selfish of her to want to keep her mom around. And I don't think so, but I can see that was an, that was an interesting take on it. If that makes mm-hmm. sense. Oh yeah. I mean, at least in like the Filipino community, I just know that we like to keep relatives really close, you know, even when they're um, doing really bad, you know, because at least in my culture, it's very like having people with family will keep them mentally sane. That's, that's the belief, you know, and it's, it's worked pretty well, but, you know, I guess I can see why Abby wants to, you know, be there for her. Right. But she like, her brother wasn't wrong. She's really doing this at the expense of herself. I mean, she can help, but I think there is a line where, you help but you also take care of yourself you know and if you need the help you ask there's a lot of things that go into it there's a lot of considerations that go into it there are merits to both sides and I don't think that either side should be shamed so I think it's a very interesting way to put to put it yeah I also was kind of confused at Carla though why because Carla like encouraged her to look into the home, but also was like, but does that mean I'm out of a job? So I was like, yeah. that's not very helpful. <laughs> okay. Well, I mean, I think they were really just trying to play off the, you know, good friend kind of thing. Yeah. So, I mean, I'm glad that she does have like the sense of humor. With yeah, that. yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I, I agree. Right. But at least, you know, she, she's also aware of her situation, like Abby's situation. So she would understand if she chose to like do something else, which is pretty hard to find um, people who understand what you're going through. It's really hard. Yeah. Okay. okay. <laughs> to the truck. Yes. So first of all, I, I guess I thought it was interesting that they decided to take on illegal immigrants so early in the season and in the entire conception of this. It was a hot topic. 2018 yeah. Yeah. yeah but I mean especially since that's like a new show at the time you know like that was pretty risky you yeah. know because like 
people exist on both sides of the spectrum here so you don't know who watches the show more I don't think it matters honestly I think they wanted to set themselves up very early as being a show that was going to tackle hard issues and I think that that was a it's a good issue to tackle they didn't really talk too much about it yeah it was just shown and I think with a lot of the things in 911 yeah yeah it's it's better to show also I called it like it used to be a hot topic. Issue. It's still a hot topic issue today, Catherine. So anyway, yeah, <laughs> I think that it was a good, it's a good setup for, to showcase future episodes, what they wanted to go with the show, especially like the first five episodes of the season, you really want to get a sense of what everything is, who everything is, how it's going to go. Yeah. So I, I could see it. Yes. Yeah. And it's heartbreaking to think that it's again, one of those stories. I the thing with this show is I get so attached to these miniature stories and then we never talk about them ever again what happens to the people in the back of the truck yes I mean because it's like it's definitely not the first time yeah I mean the bouncy house this one Oh my goodness. <laughs> Catherine is just like, I, I feel like we're getting a zero out of 10 grapes, y'all. <laughs> no, these are things that make me enjoy this show. This is like I know, but the content like, that makes me enjoy it is like, I get really attached to these storylines, even though they're like side, side, side stories, yeah. not even at all important. The problem is sometimes I like them more than I like the actual story. That's <laughs> oh yeah, no, that, that happens. That happens. I've done that with so many shows. So it's yeah. totally fine. But I think one of my favorite things about this scene was that Hen was the snooping one. I like Hen. Yeah. Yeah. I thought Hen did amazing. Yeah. Because I felt like that was a little more on Buck's thing, you know, to be like the sort of like, I'm going to do something sketchy, you know, so I like that they really switched roles in this part, you know, even when he was like, I thought we weren't going to blow off steam. And she's like, oh, you can just shove it kind of thing. And I'm just like, that was, that was kind of great to kind of see like Buck's growth as well as, you know, their relationship. Yeah. Although what this reminded me of was Chicago Fire. Which one? The first episode when you meet um oh my gosh what's the rookie when you meet the rookie yeah and he like tackles the guy who shows up at the car yes so my my first thought was when I saw this because I thought it was 911 because I don't know if you guys for all our listeners out there Meg made me watch Chicago Fire for a hot second um (laughs) and he tackles he tackles the guy very much like Ken goes and tackles the guy and my thing is why after abandoning your car do you decide to come back yeah. you abandoned it for a long period of time but I think that's that whole thing like I've seen it on other shows it's like you you just like to see the torture I guess like you like to see what you're leaving behind. but usually they're like serial killers who come back to the scene of the crime and I don't think this guy was a serial killer I just I wasn't think- sure why he abandoned his truck yeah but maybe he felt bad but then it's like you know even though like you did something really bad yeah it was very stupid I don't know it was weird I didn't like I didn't like him I I, well you're not supposed to yeah you're not (laughs) I was a lot of I I just had so many questions with this one storyline but you don't get any answers oh I know and like it was it was very stressful to watch but you know I'm glad 
like especially like even seeing like buck step up also i did not think that the man could even say two words in spanish even though it was definitely pronounced wrong but you know the fact that he was like really trying to like do his job convey the yeah he's okay yeah abby calling buck we kind of touched on this okay what is that what is that face i don't like abby and buck i don't know i don't like it okay maybe because i like abby and i don't like buck maybe that's what it is he seems like a nice guy oh i will say this about hulu because it has pictures for each episode and you've seen something i saw a picture well because they all show up because you have to like choose the episode right yeah and since i rewatch episodes i can't just like click like next episode i have to go back yeah like a picture but in like episode five there's a picture of buck with abby so i know they meet so I mean, I expected them to. There's like seven seasons or something. I am going to try my best. <laughs> Sorry, continue. Abby and Buck. Yeah. Yeah, so I I guess it was nice that, you know, Abby is like, I guess I found it cute that she was like going to Buck. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, like, especially because it's like, he's basically like this immature guy, you know, and she's like going to an immature guy. like. But she doesn't know that. Yeah. Uh, Oh, actually, she does. She knows what he looks like. Yeah. He knows like his age and his. Yeah, exactly. So, but he doesn't know her, right? Because he they just met on the phone. Yeah, I'm just waiting for like a catfish situation, and I'm not looking forward to it. (laughs) I know. Um, but it's like I don't know. I think. I think it was interesting that out of that entire conversation, the only thing that like Buck was even thinking of was Chimney. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's true. You know, so I'm like, he wasn't even like excited really to talk to Abby. Like, I think at that moment it was just him wanting to be there for her, mm-hmm. but not because he was like, "Hey, it's been a while." It was just like, "Yeah, you called. I'm here. I picked up the phone." <laughs> yeah, I'm just confused with. I'm wondering if Buck kind of sees her as like, uh, I don't know how to describe it. A, because he's like, I wanted to make sure you weren't. I need didn't to like talk you off the ledge or something is what he says. Yeah. So I was like, is she a problem in his mind? I don't know, and I don't know how often they talk because she says you always pick up, which implies that he's picked up more. Yeah. yeah, so I'm unsure of where their relationship stands at this point. Mm. But in the past, it was more flirty. In this one, it was very much like a serious conversation on Buck's end. And yeah. Abby was just like, I need the support. And Buck was really confused the whole time. Yeah, but I guess he was just also really in his like firefighter mentality of like saving people, which is probably why he said like, you know, I need to know if like I needed to talk you off a ledge because like he looked really involved with what was happening you know and so maybe that plus like chimney's whole thing just really got him all crazy it was an interesting call yeah I know I'm I am curious to see how this will get in the future I know it sounds like I don't like them as much which I don't um (laughs) I don't like it when you try to force characters on each other that way. That, that. Yeah. yeah. So 
maybe I don't know. I know not. how it ends. So I'm, I'm pretty I'm, sure she dies or something because I don't, I honestly think Jennifer Love Hewitt is going to come in and replace Connie Britton. That is my hypothesis. So I don't know if I can agree or disagree, but <laughs> I don't um, know. Maybe she's from Lone Star. Maybe I just keep confusing her from 911. I keep thinking she's a 911. Maybe she's in Lone Star. I don't know anything. But okay, I think the whole thing about chosen family mm-hmm. really stuck out to me this whole time, including mm-hmm. with the the scene when Bobby goes and talks to Tatiana. Yeah, because you don't know if she does go, if she does take care of him. Like it's nice on in theory. Yeah. But at the same time, if she knows her future isn't with Chimney. Yeah, then why are you going to force it? Yeah, she's like, if I go, if I take care of him, I'm going to have to keep taking care of him. And if I keep taking care of him, I don't know when I can tell him I don't love him. Yeah, which is a good call on her. And in terms of like, you know what you want. Yeah, and she was pretty already unsure. I feel like it would have been more hurtful if she did agree to the proposal and was like, by the way, I'm ditching you now. So that was another thing why I appreciated her turning it down. Yeah. Because she, she, she knew. Yeah, and she knew it wasn't going to last long anyways. Like, I'm yeah. pretty sure she saw through, like, Chimney's facade the whole yeah. time. Yeah, I mean, she likes Chimney. She thinks he's a great guy, but she knows that he's not for her. Yeah. And she like, I've heard, I don't know, I'm eternally single, but I've heard <laughs> that there's always that one guy you just keep dating because they're a nice guy and you don't know when to end it off. Yeah. I I, I appreciated it, even though I did think she was a monster, but yeah, that's, but I, I appreciate her honesty. You said appreciate it a lot in that sentence. <laughs> hey, I think this was a Tatiana redemption arc, even though I don't think we're ever going to see her again. <laughs> it was it was really nice to kind of see her grow instead of being like honestly one of those people that just hang around you know just to yeah feel good it was nice okay so Athena okay. the girl yeah at the high school I didn't like that scene because I thought it was I thought it was too extra but yeah but because it was like a three second scene nothing happened except she stared at a girl yeah but I think it just really gives you that like defensive mom yeah hurt me I will hurt you kind of thing which is nice in a way to know that she has a protective side but you also know just from that scene it's not gonna go well I have a uh, weird like Athena's gonna turn into like a crazy psycho killer mom protectiveness vibe that's really scaring me psycho killer but everything else I can say maybe I mean, I understand the need to to like protect your child. Yeah. So I can see that she wants to know who she is. I just expected her to only look at the text, only look at the like yearbook, except, you know, she actually went to the school. Yeah. So that means, you know, serious. Yeah. And I don't know if you saw this, but Georgina or George, she said yeah. her best friends, her name is right next to, um, what's her Lila's in the in the book in the in the yearbook and I was like that's funny it's because they want you to know these two girls faces because they're gonna show up Um, I was like insert shots what so that was really interesting (laughs) yeah but yeah and I'm sure we'll come back to that um I I I I assume so it's very interesting I'm I don't know Athena has no power there but see that goes into 
that remember what I told you that other thing when uh I think it was episode two when I thought that she was a corrupt police officer because she like cut the line oh yeah so that's why I'm like I feel like this could be looking into being a corrupt police officer just because it kind of showed you that she's willing to do something like you know go through a line and make people back up (laughs) it's really interesting I think Athena really intrigues me I really like I really like um Angela Bassett yeah but Athena her name is Athena goddess of wisdom I assume she's smart but all of these choices are making me question my original assessment. (laughs) Yeah, well. She hasn't talked to Hen. I kind of wished, kind of, I kind of want a Hen to show up and be like, by the way, that's my goddaughter. (laughs) Like, like, terrible idea, whatever you're thinking. Yeah. So I was kind of sad that nothing happened in that because it's like a big Athena episode. (laughs) Or not a big Athena episode, like a big turning point for her character. And I was like, where's Hen? She needs to talk you off the ledge. You're going a little bit crazy. So I I was kind of missing that. Um, So yeah, and nothing happened when she was in the car. I thought something like dramatic was going to happen, but it was just like showing you these girls walk out. Oh, that was the other thing with this episode. So many extras. So many extras. Wow. So many. Okay, anyway. Okay, we have a couple minutes. Last so, thing before yeah. we end is just Chin, yeah. the, when they, he talked to them, okay. the hand, that scene. Yeah, but here's the thing that I love. Oh. The maneuver, right? Oh. The, like, I love that Buck was so willing to be like, no, he can do it, right? And then Head's like, no, no way. <laughs> <laughs> Don't you dare. Like, and it's like it's really interesting that now we're seeing Buck as kind of like the intellectual one in this situation. At least he's like more willing to give people chances as opposed yeah. to Hen. But he's kind of also like saying anything that to make him feel better versus Hen is like, don't be ridiculous. Even yeah. though he's hurt, we're not gonna, we're not gonna, we're gonna, we're not gonna be crazy. Let's yeah. like keep re- re- expectations realistic. So. Yeah, but I mean, honestly, if it was like you or any other of my best friends I would probably do the same thing like because I mean why not Wait, you like, mean be hen or be buck be buck come on oh I'd be hen I'd <laughs> be know? like if you fell off a cliff and you want to do it again I'd be like let's just try and get you out of this hospital bed <laughs> and then I will take all of your climbing gear but you'll still be in the hospital bed so you'll just never know you know <laughs> what I mean? like that would yeah. be me yeah but I mean I definitely be like no you could totally do this and then eventually like you know help them actually do it but no, I'd be like you're psycho no <laughs> yeah no you totally would yeah um, I'd be like for your own safety because I love you no no <laughs> no way in heck are you allowed to do that yeah but I mean and I also love that we got like that thumbs up scene mm-hmm, like yeah that was that was really sweet um, that was a cute scene yeah I agree. Okay, that's it. That's the end of the episode. Grapes. Yes, please. We well, it was this. I I didn't really have much to say about this episode. Give me your honest, honest answer for this one. Yeah, it was a good connecting episode that had no interesting facts in it. I give it a. I actually give it a three. I give it a three. Wow, I was I was really expecting you to say zero. In my head, I'm like, I'm getting a zero. I don't know. I don't think 
I will ever give. I don't. I don't ever give a TV show a zero rating because I feel like it takes a lot of hard work to get into. Mm-hmm. So you at least get a two. But I think there's a lot of good points that were being made. Yeah. But I didn't find any interest in any of them. None of it was very surprising to me. It's that other thing we talked about in a previous episode where it's like people tell you what to think of an episode and tell you what to think of a character. And they just basically read your mind on these things. Yeah. And I feel like that was the entire episode. It was just like exposition, yeah. exposition, exposition of what you should think of yeah. these characters. And I already thought these thoughts. So nothing that you presented to me was new. Okay. So that's fair. I think that the um, special effects were pretty cool. Or the yeah, yeah, the action was pretty cool. So I'll bump it up actually. I'll give it a five. I'll bump it up. We'll give really? it a little, we'll give it well, yeah. Well, now that I'm thinking about it. Cool effects. It had a lot of there were a lot of storylines that I was very invested in, but I don't we don't yeah. get to see any of it. But like main plot wise, yeah, I didn't care for any of it. Of course not. I didn't think any of it was interesting. Sorry. I feel like I should be more like may or you know chimney but chimney's gonna be fine may is gonna be fine i i am curious to see what athena and may's storyline will do in the future yeah i want to know if chimney how his um coming back from that is going to go yeah i really hope he's not too mad about tatiana i that part i don't remember so i actually can't give you an answer to that yeah i have no idea how he'll feel about tatiana leaving but I really hope he's not too upset because she's not something he should be upset about. Yeah. But I can understand if he is because, you know. Mm-hmm. So there's that. I want to know more about Bobby. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I want to know about Michael and his boyfriend. And the, yeah. the guy she was at dinner. Because is it his boyfriend? I don't know. Yeah, we, we don't, don't know. know. Well, all also we know on, is... Yeah. Oh, sorry. On IMDb, his name is michael's boyfriend so he doesn't have a name so i don't know if we'll ever see him again probably not probably not but that makes me so sad like he like took this guy to the hospital if you like he had some sort of connection with michael and we're never gonna see this guy i don't know there's a lot a lot of questions right i have a lot of questions but the fact that he only shows up as michael's boyfriend on the imdb page instead of having like an actual name doesn't give me much hope that we'll see him again yeah probably not so but five yeah I think originally I gave it a three but I think there's a lot of um plot holes that I want to listen about and hear about and watch um so those interest me but this was obviously a a connecting episode Mm -hmm. it's like um have you seen the Marvel movie The Eternals no I haven't not yet oh it's okay ruin it for me I can't I I don't I was like I don't want to know if I want to make that it was meant it was a good movie but nothing happens because you you're it's supposed to make you want to watch the next movie mm, but gotcha. nothing happens in the actual movie gotcha so it's a large ball of nothing that's how this that's how this episode felt to me it's a large ball of nothing okay also but- apologies to anyone else who actually enjoyed eternals this oh is- i don't know i have no i have nothing against the eternals i think it was beautifully shot i think it was beautifully acted i think the storyline was no uh, I think <laughs> the characters are really interesting um but yeah there was like no like there's no x factor it's missing something and that's how this episode felt to me okay 
So well, I mean, yeah. I think I just got hit with it more because of the car accident thing. Mm. Um, yeah. But I mean, yeah. There were a lot of things in this episode that really hit close to home for me. Um, May's isolation event, yeah. 100% something I totally related to um very deeply but also I've worked through the trauma and now I just laugh at it so not as much of a hard hardcore effect but I like understood her thought process but that was one and then the other one was Abby and her brother's conversation really kind of I'm still really been trying to process so I'm sure that'll come up later too and we'll go over it more in the future but basically everything in this episode is like we'll go over it more in the future when they talk more about it so yeah, but I mean, honestly, it was it was a nice episode to me, but I think I also kind of forgot how much like relatable trauma I have mm. with these episodes. So, I mean, if there is anything like this in the future, which knowing this show there is, we will talk more about the car accident and other stuff later. Yep. It's still got an 8.2 on IMDb, so apparently people liked it, because I think episode two got, like, 8.0. Wow. So apparently people like this one better, and you shouldn't. I don't know why you do. <laughs> um, <laughs> hot take. Yeah. Episode two got 8.0, and the pilot got 8.1. I don't know how this episode got 8.2, but you are wrong. The first two episodes <laughs> were better. Oh, boy. <laughs> people are gonna come and attack me be like what are you talking about oh yeah oh yeah everyone's entitled to their own opinions keep it to yourself oh yeah but I should let you know you should keep this part in that the um, the fandom of 911 is pretty feisty and I I know this fandom pretty well because I'm one of you guys so yeah I don't know you yeah (laughs) but I, I do understand it so do not come for her she is just trying to understand this as someone who just is watching the show because I made her but it seems like she's somewhat enjoying it <laughs> I enjoyed it so much I gave it an extra grape at the very end <laughs> for everything that wasn't story I think a five grapes is a decent number maybe well, five is too high though but I don't like the number four four <laughs> is a bad number <laughs> so that being said we'll see you for episode four next time bye Nine One One Superfan vs. Pure Snow is hosted by Meg and Kat. It's produced by Kat and Meg, and it's edited by Kat. If you'd like to learn more about our show, you can find us online at beacons.ai/911superfan vs. PAS. You can also find us on Instagram, TikTok, and Facebook at Nine One One Superfan vs. PAS or Twitter, the same handle, minus the U. If you'd like to support our show further, please leave us a positive comment and or like wherever you're tuning in from, or recommend us to a friend. We'd love to have more people join us. New episodes drop every other Tuesday. Well, we appreciate you listening all the way through, and we will see you next time.